0: Welcome to the Cinema Club. I'm your host, Dan Boozer. I'm just a couple of nerds who really love movies. On this show, we'll be discussing anything and everything involving movies throughout the year. Today, we'll be discussing Doctor Strange and how it fits into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we're here with Zack Pfeiffer, Campbell Dunham, and Mr. Sterner. My name's Dan Boozer. Today, we're going to be discussing the film Doctor Strange. So just to get out of the way, what did everyone think of the film? Did you like it? Was it awful?
1: Uh, coming out of the theater, I... Did think it was very good. I, I, we, we saw an IMAX. Uh, get that out of the, out of the um, picture here. We did see an IMAX that's very integral to our movie experience, I feel. A lot of times when we go to IMAX, it feels like it's a lot more fun, but coming out of the theater, I did think it was very good. Yes.
2: Um, I also enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, while it did have some flaws here mm-hmm. and there, I thought overall, uh, it passed, it went past those, and it did build on good story and stuff like that, so I did like it.
3: Yeah, unlike you guys, I saw it in just regular 3D over in uh, Palmyra, and I was surprised that there were scenes where it wasn't 3D. Like, we've seen, like, Star Trek in the past and those kind of things where it seemed like every single scene they had, like, worked on, so it was 3D. There were certain ones where it didn't. I didn't get struck by it, like, noticing, like, the, wow, the scene was really deep and things. But then when you get, like, the special effects going, it was definitely 3D. So, I don't know. It was I,
0: I enjoyed it. I personally really enjoyed the movie. Like Zach said, I thought uh, seeing it at IMAX probably made it better than it was. It just kind of goes with a movie like this. With such impressive special effects. The bigger you see the special effects, better quality. It's just going to be better. Um, if you guys were going to rank the film, I'd probably give it like six point five to seven range. Yeah,
1: falling. Yeah, driving home. We I think we all agreed it was like an eight. But then we really didn't think totally about the story, we were just, like, in the wow factor. So, after thinking about the story, I would lower that
2: to about, like, a seven. Yes. But it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I would agree. I'd say seven, 7.5, somewhere around there. It's
3: going a little low with, like, a six because it's, like, Dan and I talked about this a little bit at, um, when he first came back from it. It's like, it did what it had to do. Mm-hmm. Introduced the character. For somebody like me, I never read the comic books with this particular character or anything, and it got it out there. So, you can, like, if, like me, I can catch up. Now I know what what that whole little part of the marvel universe is like so but it was kind of like really predictable but it still worked
0: yeah yeah i feel like a lot of the marvel movies are kind of starting to run into this problem of uh and this goes right to the comic writers, you of know, stan lee whoever's working on these comics they all use a somewhat similar method to kind of set up their characters um you know, in this movie, it's really obvious car crash. You know, other movies, science experiment, uh, radiation, whatever it may be, genes mutated or something. This movie suffers from that. It suffers from being like the fifth major superhero movie, sixth major superhero movie that is released this year. So there's a little bit of fatigue. I felt like, um, yeah, and it that, hits the beats,
2: and that's an unfortunate position for the movie because if it weren't for the precedents that they set, it would be we'd probably think it was a lot better. Yeah, I would agree with that.
3: Yeah, that's true. Because you think about, like, Iron Man, those kind of things like that. Like, we were talking about, like, it's an arrogant guy that has this, you know, epiphany, has this downfall, which brings about his awakening. And if it had been, like, it had been the first film, they'd decide, like, Marvel says, nope, we're going to go with this one because of that visual spectacular thing. And that's number one film they roll out way back when. Yeah, I totally agree with you that, that it would be... You know, we'd rate it way better. It would make even more money. It's making crazy money, but it's going to make even more money then, yeah.
2: It doesn't surprise me, though, that they didn't start out with it because it's a little more obscure. Mm -hmm. So, as whereas Iron Man, obviously, is one of the best known. Yeah, even
1: though it's not really that unique in, like, a plot, I think what makes it unique was the special effects. Oh, yeah. But that's, again, very limited. It's it's not really a whole movie that way.
0: It reminded me a lot of, like if you look at, like, Marvel movie progression, more like a type, like an Ant-Man type movie instead of, like, a uh, Iron Man. It's kind of like a specific film. Like, it very much focuses on, you know, doing unique things visually. Ant-Man has, you know, the shrinking, the growing. It's unique. Mm -hmm. Just like this movie,
1: I can't even describe, really, what it is. It's just so unique. So then, I wish... You you brought Ant-Man. I I wish Ant-Man had more of those special effects in it. I feel like that could have strengthened Ant-Man. That's that's another topic, but... um,
2: and I know me and Dan have talked about this before, but like to nowadays you know the special effects will always be good. So it's nice when you get surprised by those really good ones because you know everyone's going to hit some type of level that is just very good. When it's really good, that mm. adds a lot to it.
0: I think one thing in this movie that I really enjoyed was the ending. Uh, it's a good time now if you haven't seen the movie. Probably should not <laughs> listen to this any further. Um, but the ending, when they're putting the city kind of back together, yeah. I just, I thought that was so yeah. cool, because...
1: The, the anti-destruction.
0: Anti-destruction, it's like, I hate to pick on DC and Man of Steel, but it's like, to have an entire, like, it's just so cool to actually see the city go back together, mm-hmm. like, when they brought Wong back to life, was really entertaining, like, they used that really cleverly, I thought. I didn't even think about
2: that, but I guess the death count is very low. Well, almost, yeah. Like, one or two, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's where I see the movie does become a little
1: more unique. It brings up a lot of good questions at the end, uh, which is like you can save just like him transitioning from a doctor to saving millions of people's lives. Where he, as a doctor, he would save I mean, like a couple people per day. But I mean, that's still amazing. But at the end, he transitioned to shape saving a whole race. And I feel like that's where his character s-
3: saved the whole world.
1: You're exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I. I don't know the it's kind of maybe because i've seen so many films the reversing things it was kind of like okay it's kind of catchy at first but it's like we've seen something like that where you can kind of roll back time and and, i mean superman Superman did that yeah (laughs) superman did that with a movie back in the 80s and like you know, his, his wife, fiance, whatever she was, she gets crushed in some earthquake thing in California. So what's he do? He like rages out and flies around the earth yeah. and goes really fast. And somehow, <laughs> somehow that turns back time. And all of a sudden, she, ta she's unearthed by the, you know, the, the earthquake thing and she's alive. So it's like, eh, I get that. And like, it, but it was kind of cool in the way they did it to kind of help out with the plot. I just worry that like, okay, now they've done it. And then what's next time? It's like is this a, is this like a his his gag now? on well, one thing that you can unkill people. It's like oh, I can save the day. Let me just go get the eye of what's a bucket, and let's just turn back time. And that's it's one like, not know. actually
0: really concerned me, and I don't know why, but like they brought Wong back to life. It's kind of like I'm glad they did. He was I thought really great comedy relief, and like really subtle. Like other sometimes in the Marvel universe, it gets almost cartoony. I feel like with like some of the side characters, I thought he was actually kind of developed a little bit with like the library and stuff yeah. but, like he died which i thought it probably would have had a better movie actually had he stayed like there would have been an emotional impact something you remembered whereas now he's just still the goofy sidekick mm-hmm. it could have given like him dr strange uh another element if he like lost a friend and plus marvel just they bring back everyone like it's yeah. hard so and i feel like eventually if this universe is going to add up to Be such a great thing. I know me and Campbell talked about this. People have to die. Like it's it's getting really ridiculous. Someone's going to have to die, and I think Marvel has to get comfortable with the idea of Mm. of killing someone.
3: I think they're going to have to. It'll come up in one of the films where like they're going to plan it out, but not tell us and say like, "Here's Iron Man. He's going to be in this film," but they've already planned like his replacement or something, and they'll have this shock thing, like you know the third act or something like that oh my gosh we can't go up against the bad guy because he's just killed iron man and now we're going to have a potential replacement it's like well batman and like you know the next generation kind of stuff they'll have something like that i mean if they're smart they can build it in a way that they can shock you with it and then that will be a really interesting film but then have some sort of maybe not immediate replacement but something
2: Mm -hmm. so i know the people a lot of the people who have been in the universe have been in it for six years and these are at least six years. These are demanding schedules and I doubt they want to just keep doing the same thing over and over. They want to expand their thing. So they're going to want to get leave soon too. So that's, Let's
3: yeah. take it expensive. Like Robert Downey Jr. Oh my God. Um, I think he was getting like 20 million plus a cut of the profit. So that gets like, that's why the budgets are so high and then they have to, like there's that demand. They have to have that huge return. It's just nuts.
0: Yeah. I feel like like, Huge part of Marvel's success, obviously, is these lead actors that, you know, Robert Downey Jr., huge star, pretty much when they signed him, but got him for a little bit of bargain in the beginning. Uh, Chris Hemford, Chris Evans, made them stars, so now they get big money. I thought this, perfect, just right where it should have been with Benedict Cumberbatch being cast. Like, And for the most part, I thought a really good cast, really entertaining.
2: Uh, I, I definitely liked him in the movie. Um, I know we were talking about, you thought he was, you think he's a little more typecast, and I I do see that, but I disagree in some parts, but he does play that character very well, whenever he does play that character. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Other people I thought did really good well in the cast, uh, Tilda Swinton plays his teacher, the Ancient One, Uh, obviously she's a woman, she was uh, a white woman. It's kind of against the comics he's a asian male in the comics uh there's a lot of controversy about that i i thought it really worked in the film that she did a great job didn't
1: really bug me too much yeah i, I don't i i haven't kept up with that con- controversy and i don't really know the comics much but i do feel like she did a very good job in in the movie definitely served the purpose
2: yeah i don't actually i don't follow the doctor strange comics nearly as much so i didn't i didn't know too much about the background but I thought she did a very nice job. And I actually heard something. I don't know if you guys heard this, but the director added uh, Wong because he cast an Asian role as a white person.
0: I didn't know that, but I was going to kind of say for a movie being accused of whitening, it had kind of a diverse cast. Like, uh, Tilda Swinton was a female who was very much like an awesome action lead uh yeah i can't say the name but he was very cool and i think almost i kind of wish you know the end credit scene he's kind of a bad guy i feel like he could be big like i feel like they're almost setting up their next loki because with someone like him like that's a big name actor obviously they sometimes get big name actors for their villains but like i feel like he there's something to him because he's not just like oh i'm evil He's kind of like principled, and that's
1: why he's going against it. So and, I feel like he could be really cool. Yeah, and that's that's where I think Marvel can capitalize on that because they've struggled with good here or good villains. We've definitely seen that. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I, I remember researching the old uh, Doctor Strange. It was a battle against himself, right? It was like a a mirror image of him, wasn't it? So yeah, you he's will all kinds that.
0: of stuff. I mean, yeah. He's like Dimension, so there's like yeah. multiple versions of him. I yeah. That's, that's so. where they
1: can become unique in the Marvel universe. You
3: could see that with like the end credit thing where they're setting up was it Thor Ragnarok, where he's going to be apparently in that. Mm-hmm. So like that he is somehow a guardian of these interdimensional beings. So like how do you keep that kind of thing going? So it gives him a role in what he's doing with stuff, but I don't know. It's tough when you've got a comic book that you're starting from and you're trying to cast people that look like what they were in the comic book so that's why we ended up with like Batmans that looked the way they were mm-hmm. um, you know like tradition for things some of it like sort of like you now there's all this controversy about well who's going to replace Daniel Craig for uh, James Bond you know eventually okay is it going to be another white British guy yeah. or are they going to get really crazy and do something weird and then is that going to really tick people off because like no this is the way it's always been so you get that same sort of feel mm-hmm. like are you reinventing it or are you trying to be faithful to the adaption. Because it'd be kind of strange if like we had Lord of the Rings and we've got, a, you know, Frodo is, you know, he's seven feet tall or something. Yeah. Or he's a totally different race. Or just like you break the rules and all of a sudden people are like, yeah. this is not like, what I
1: signed up for. Like Ghostbusters, like the reboot of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Close?
3: Which is like, why like, Why did they have to do a reboot? Yeah. And for that Totally separate thing here. Now we're wandering yeah. off a lot. But why couldn't they just have said like, oh, it's a franchise in Chicago and, and it's an all-women franchise and it could be like, here's a cameo with Bill Murray and a cameo with the, And you'd have to have these guys around for like an afternoon to shoot their scene. And, and all those old fans like me that grew up with that in the 80s or just loved watching it on Netflix or wherever, it'd be like, you know what? It fits. Instead of it being like, no, you just destroyed, you just paved over all these, the way it used to be and said, nope, starting fresh. Oh, I it's the same like, thing with like Star Trek.
0: They said, nope, start and fret. And they tried to bring it in, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like, like no. you look at this movie, though, and they kind of did what we're talking about well. it's Doctor Strange is the main character. Yeah. Stick with what he should be. That's the character that like fans of this comic are going to be looking at to say, mm-hmm. he has to be exactly like this. Because they're fans. They're, it's not logical. Cool. It's like they just want it to be yeah. that way. They're closed mind. The ancient one, however, is kind of like... Maybe it upsets some people right away, but it's like, does she do a good job? Is it cool? And it it was, and it really worked. Yeah, yeah, I can go with that. So one thing uh, with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. is like, at least I think this movie was good. I didn't, I won't call it great. In their universe, it's probably on like the lower half. I feel like just because I feel like. In a mood, like their movies have so much scope now. I feel like what I'm really excited though is to see this character interact in uh, other parts of this universe. For Ragnarok, is shaping up to be it could be
1: awesome. Wow, like that's what five out of the six stones they found. Yeah,
0: okay. it's This movie had a lot of importance. I feel like in the universe, and sometimes I felt like that almost maybe held this movie back a little bit in setting up everything. But it's also a really exciting
2: uh, prospect moving forward. Um I I kind of see it like towards the middle of the pack. So uh I don't know, did you when you said lower half, did you mean like tor- do you mean t- closer to the middle or closer to the bottom? The good half. The the, the You mean toward- you mean like the <laughs> oh. bottom 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 eight or bottom six or whatever. But so you like mean the like 40, the fortieth
0: like percentile, like, like closer okay. to the middle Before but not quite like failing. Bad, you know? like, right, okay. Like good, entertaining. Uh, Is yeah. it one of those ones where it's like which you haven't seen it like are you you know what would you put below them then four two okay. um, and iron two man three. two
3: iron man three
0: yeah i'd probably put the first four below it i that was first fourth four is good it I was it another was one that was more kind more of
3: setting things up so they had yeah. that kind of theme and it was largely predictable so Hulk.
0: have to throw hulk in there
2: it's yeah which which one
0: yeah the edward norton version um um I I first also Captain liked America. It. I also liked the little bit an was man. awful. <laughs> I didn't like that at no. all. <laughs> yeah. Um Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Age of Ultron even which I was is, which thinking. is weird but like Age of Ultron to me like the more and more I look back on that movie, the more and more like it was all like special effects and not to go off on this movie but this movie, it does a better job. I felt like of telling just a complete story, a whole story. One thing I hated in this movie was like the romantic subplot. It' so tacked on. Natasha. And, yeah, it, was, it seemed really like, thrown yeah. in there. Like, yeah, that was just. Not well done. There's parts of that movie that, the worst part, the bad parts in that movie, are like worse than the good parts in it. There's good parts. I feel like that it movie was together.
1: definitely made for the money. Uh, they used the name Avengers and they got ticket sales from that. Whereas I feel like they didn't do any risks just because of that inside that movie. Yeah. It's like you there's not enough
2: time
3: sorry, there's not enough time to develop characters when you've got what, seven, eight, nine different main characters plus some villains, multiple villains you gotta deal with. And how do you weave all that together so you can like have it work Mm -hmm. and then try to have some sort of plot out of that Mm -hmm. and have some sort of like emotional something. Like, oh, there's some new characters we just created and we just killed some of them off. Yeah. So it doesn't really have the same impact as like, oh, here's this new character that's struggling with this whatever, and you're following that one character. Yeah, you've got two hours of time to develop one character or two characters. This one is like, great, you got nine. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough minutes left. Yeah.
2: And I was just going to kind of say, some parts of Age of Ultron did kind of seem just like a rehashing of the first, like the climactic battle were all of them, like in a circle motion motion (laughs) going around
0: faceless cgi
2: guys and maybe (laughs) that's having the same director back but i don't even know just seem like very similar to the version i think
3: some of that's it it markets well overseas you don't have to understand the subplot language it's just cool look at the transformers
0: movies they're awful movies they're still making like a
2: billion
3: dollars because those are those kind of films like if you just take the action scene on its own they're actually not that bad just the action scene it's like well visually it looks kind of cool and there's this tumbling action it's loud and boom and bang and crash metal dinosaurs yeah (laughs) and some of that's kind of like okay that's kind of cool Yeah. but then if you actually understand the plot like this doesn't make
1: any sense
3: what is going on this is just dumb (laughs) so it's not really it's like a classic popcorn film it's not something you're going to just like really think about deeply afterward Where like Inception you leave the film and you're like what was going on that's yeah. so cool. What does it mean? What's, exactly. what's going on? What could be the possibility of the future of something like that or whatever? Yeah. Like this, at least, they build onto each other. Transformers is like you get to the end of the film. It's like, all right, it'll be about two years till we see the next one, and we're going to you know, make about a billion dollars <laughs> on that one too. And I can't tell you anything about the previous ones. And I've seen them all. I have no idea what they're about.
0: I don't remember at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just, it's oh all gone. So uh, to wrap things up here, we kind of always want to talk about um, who should see this movie, who shouldn't. Uh, is it a masterpiece that everyone should view? Something like Schindler's List. Uh, is it absolute filth? No one should ever watch it. ups too. <laughs> <laughs> what well, well, we got here? That's
1: so okay. we did throw around the idea that it could be like special effects with the Oscars. That it, it could actually make a difference there. Where, if they
0: crack the oscars this would be probably the movie to do it
1: yeah yeah we re- think that but i think that's that's enough to see the movie you should definitely try it but it's not top tier it's not too good
2: i think this movie does have to be in the viewers forte like it has to be what they want to see or else they won't like it like i think guardians that's kind of a wide range. You could get a lot of people, like kids, even adults, really right, which enjoy it.
0: You know, that's probably their best movie still, in my mind. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: me too. It's got like all the parts and pieces of right. it. Right, where this is a little more dialed in, like we already said, it's more unique. Where So like, if you enjoy the comics, you should definitely see it. If you enjoy action, you should see it. But if you, if you that's not your style, then maybe you should yeah. hold off that 10 bucks or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would go with that because it's, You've got like the magic part of it. it's very niche sort of thing. It's very tiny, you know, smaller mm-hmm. section of it where all the rest of them kind of fit in this you know, big area. We've got superhero stuff. However, they got there, they're superheroes, and then there's this magic thing which is kind of like it's kind of outside the box a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, if you can buy into that, you can have an enjoyable time. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I cool. would think because of the special effects, I would think it might be one of those ones if you can see it at least in three D. I mean, I got to see it in yeah. Walmart for nine bucks. So it's not crazy money versus like, if I think if you see it, say on Netflix, in a, you know, in a two years time,
0: I'm not sure it's going to hold up quite as well. That's I mean, we this is talking. a movie, we were saying the same thing. Uh, I know Campbell and I really like the movie Gravity. It's one that you see in theaters and you're like, oh my God, how are they yeah. doing this? And you see it at home once and you're like, oh, that's still a really good movie. <laughs> And then you watch it on your laptop, and you're like, "What? why do I yeah. like this movie so it much? It definitely
3: and works. It needs the big screen. So I would definitely,
0: th- yeah. if, if you want to see it, see it in a theater. The people who shouldn't see this movie, that would maybe consider it. If you're going, you know, say you, you've seen Marvel movies before, like some of them don't like them. If you're expecting Ant-Man, which was more a comedy than mm-hmm. anything else, this one isn't for you. If you're expecting... uh a huge cast of like, recognizable characters, so the Avengers movies, you to want to stay away from it because it's really just Doctor Strange. He's kind of abstract in and of himself. Mm. Um, maybe the final group to look out for, if you just like... This movie does take time to set up a story. Uh, it does have several subplots. It might not be a bit. The action is there, but if you're an uh, Expendables-type fan or Mad Max, it isn't like the straight action... Mm that maybe it's being marketed as that's going to wrap things up for us here today i'd like to thank our guests zach pfeiffer Campbell dome and mr sterner for coming in don't forget to check us out on twitter at broadcaster1926 and instagram at hhsbroadcaster make sure to look out for our official review of dr strange at hhsbroadcaster.com And be sure to check back in for future episodes of the Cinema Club where we'll be discussing the new Star Wars film and the approaching Oscar season. Thank you for listening to the Cinema Club.